Welcome to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a song walk. Blessed, blessed are they, the lilies of the field. They do not labor nor need. And blessed, blessed are they, the birds of the air. They do not toil nor care. Seek not the treasures of the land. This is not a part of the Father's plan. Solomon, with strength upon his shield, was not arrayed as the lilies of the field. Blessed. Blessed are they, the lilies of the field. They do not labor or need. And blessed, blessed are they, the birds of the air. They do not toil nor care. Seek not the coming of your fears one cannot control the coming years the seasons roll and the grasses grow and grow an eagle glides across unending skies blessed blessed are they the lilies of the field, they do not labor nor need. And blessed, blessed are they, the birds of the air, they do not toil nor care. Songwalk founder, author, songwriter, and spiritual serenader Don Prisby with a song called Lilies of the Field, an original work composed and performed right here to give sound to Providence, the fifth of six of the six stages of faith. So we are really in the home stretch here uh, that we have been exploring throughout season two of the Songwalk Echoes podcast. As a reminder, all of our Songwalk episodes here, just like everything in the Songwalk Echoes platform, is presented through the four dimensions of music, art, story, and scripture. Don, my gosh, that was that was so beautiful. And you know, before we before we talk about that song, I just I do have to share, and then this song was a perfect example of it. I've had several listeners, um, I've been I've shared this with you, uh, share with me that. Uh, these songs that you perform at the at the outset uh, kind of are cold opens on these on these episodes, and the way you perform them uh, in this unplugged 
uh, kind of <laughs> means. Uh, you know, it really invites people in to these conversations that we're having and these reflections. I mean, in that song, um, you can hear when the band should be coming in, you know, but kind of behind it in the, in the fully produced. But it's so beautiful. And so thank you so much. I've never thanked you for doing it because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a vulnerable way to start these episodes, but it's so powerful uh, and such a neat way to get us started talking and uh it's just beautiful so that's that song is is beautiful uh, lilies of the field tell us how because uh, i've got my own little thoughts here i want to ask you about but, but but how do you connect that to providence here today thank you it's great to be back um and thank you for acknowledging that it's i love these opportunities to share and and i'm not a i'm i'm a writer and a producer not really a singer and it's it's terrifying for me <laughs> <laughs> to do this, but also it's just the motions are right under, yeah, right yeah, there, and yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't manage that. But I, I love, I love the opportunity and the invitation mm-hmm. to share. Thank you. Um, I love that story of the lilies of the field. It's so precious because they're so vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, and the birds as well. Um, and the Lord will take care of them. Yeah. And and when we talk about providence. We're talking about the times when we're on our missions and we're being transformed. And you know those times where you just run out of energy and you run out of courage or a place to live or food or confidence and God provides for us. Yeah. And and Jesus points to the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. Um, how can we do it? Yeah, you know, we talked yeah. about enthusiasm couple of sessions ago and we talked about courage last time but can we trust yeah well and and i love how you just use the word provides and because i think sometimes when we speak of providence mm. when we talk about god's providence um we think it or, or at least i'll own this for myself it, there have been times when when i've thought about providence as well god's in control Okay, like it's all God's work, and and which it is, but there's a difference. And in, in, in one of the lyrics that you had, which it touched me, is you know, one cannot control the coming years, you know, and that's so true. But when we think of providence, it's also it strikes me as it's not about control, it's not about take your hands off the wheel because God's in control, He's not, you know, pulling the levers and turning the knobs and steering our lives we still have free, we have free will but he provides and that's what providence is it's the it's the trust in the provision you know that we will have what we need according to what he wills not what we will but that's that strikes me as very different than control as you wrote it one cannot control the coming it's not, it's not about control it's about it's about providing right and yet we need to show up right yeah <laughs> we we need to we said yes to the mission. We're on our mission. We're, we're having the courage to be transformed. But now we need to trust. We need to be there and, and, and make it. Um, I'm thinking about some insights from St. Francis de Sales, who was also 17th century, about the same time that Miguel de Cervantes was writing Don Quixote. Uh, but St. Francis de Sales is talking about, um, you know, we... We need to sow the seeds. We need to take care of the field. We need to work at that level, take care of the field. Mm-hmm. It's God's role 
to bring it to fruition. So we just need to say yes and do the work and trust that God will make it come to fruition. Yeah. In similar manner, DeSales talks about virtue begets virtue, that, that we're made like a, 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 tr- a tree or a bush planted. We're the, we're the bush and we're responsible for growing. The fruit that comes from that, that's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. So that providence, as you say, you know, it can be immediate, like here's a person that you needed mm-hmm. or here's yep. a, jo- a new job. Yep. But it can also be more global mm-hmm. in terms of what is the meaning of our entire life and how will God make for that to happen. Yeah, you know, and I love what you just said there too. It's not, providence is not one-sided. It's not, uh, providence isn't about, again, like, kind of like taking our hands off the wheel and just saying, all right, wh- whatever, just let me know. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like we have, a, we have an active role. You know, we have to, we have to be receptive to it. So, so let's, let's, um, we're going to talk about art. Uh, and, and for listeners, if you've hung on uh, with us, uh, for, uh, to, to this episode. Okay. So you've, you've, you've been with us for five episodes. Welcome to episode six. You have steeled yourself now. Okay. To some of the more alternative, uh, examples of art. I use those little air quotes here that, that we have been, that Don has been kind of curating and presenting for us to, to, to make, uh, an even deeper or maybe just a more immediate connection to some of these, uh, to all of these uh, stages of faith. Uh, and it's been so cool. I mean, we've talked about the Wizard of Oz and we've talked about <laughs> Don Quixote and we, we've talked about, it's just been, uh, it's just, it's been super fun. But I have to say, today's example, uh, which I love, but it's one that I think, I mean, you're, you're really, you're, you're, you're embracing your creative artistic self here, Don, because I think this one really stretches in a good way, kind of this definition of art, uh, and so I'm not even going to set it up. I'm going to have you set it up and explain what it is because I think you've got you've got the the, the thread here that's going to connect uh, what it is to, to to this artistic expression that we're going to talk about today with providence. Right. Well, today we're going to reference refer to the art of healthcare, the art of those people in healthcare that are there to help us. Yeah. So it's a little obscure because we've talked about the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. We've talked (laughs) about the Wizard of Oz and we're going to run into the propellers later into some (laughs) other interesting ways to complete the season. But here we're talking about the art of healthcare, And, you know, we're broadcasting this from Minnesota and we have the pleasure of having in our state the Mayo Clinic down in Rochester and their vision statement of their healthcare system is so simple. The needs of the patient come first. So eloquent. The needs of the patient come first. So the art of healthcare, and I work in healthcare with the VA medical system. Um, What is it? What is it in healthcare? And talk about mission, right? Or calling to, to be a healer. The the vocation, the response, the mission, the transformation, and now the providence of care, the providence of the art of care. I want to reflect on that for a a few moments. I did have the honor of providing a a keynote speech once to 
a group of, of, of providers mm. and we were exploring what is it that what is it that drives us to service excellence? What is it to that drives us each and every day to provide exceptional care to people where the needs of the patient come first, as Mayo would say it? You know, and there's so many. There's there's economic variables. There's um, what we know and what we know we can do. Mm-hmm. There are moral variables of how am I called and how will I do what I do. Uh, there are personal energy yeah. variables. Yeah. So all of those things um, are impacting the human ability to be a provider. Right. Access. I mean, just, just you know. Access yeah. to care, yes. Yeah. And yet, you know, at the, at the Mayo Clinic Health System, it's very simple in yeah. terms of the why. The needs of the patient come first. Yeah. You know, beyond economic variables, be, beyond access, beyond my schedule, my ability, my willingness, yeah. the needs of the patient comforts. It's so simple and elegant. Yeah, no, I love that. And it gets, it can be so uh, just simple, but simple doesn't mean, um, uh, simple doesn't mean uh, basic, you know, like it, it, there's, there's, there's power in, in, in the simplicity of it. And just, and sometimes I think we just, uh, we overcomplicate things sometimes. And uh instead of just distilling down to really what that really what that is so that's great when we uh the scripture passage uh that you've chosen here is a familiar one and and uh as uh but as with everything that you present through song walk uh, the platform in general and then through these these episodes what i love about these scripture passages down is when we read them and 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 uh and hear them through the lenses now that you're that you're presenting in this case, through providence, they take on even, I think, more meaning and make it an even deeper uh, impression. So this is a very familiar uh, passage from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 28 through 30. Uh, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung him, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So everybody's heard that. We've all heard it. Um, but what a neat way to, th- to, to hear that th- now through this thinking of providence and providing and really what, you know, the blood of the, of, of the new covenant and what a provision, you know. I mean, that's, that's like, that's like the, that's capital P, you know, right. uh, uh, providence. So talk about, talk about what that passage means to you in the, in the context of providence. Well, when we look at it in the context of of this season, yeah. and we started this season talking about the covenantal relationship between God and the chosen people, and their response of Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, the Lord our God is one, and then we went, we revisited that in the Joshua story of, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord again, reaffirming the covenant relationship between the people and God. And here we're talking about provision, and, and here we have a, a reference to the new covenant and in our lives as, as Christians and as Catholics. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean? And, you know, we could, again, we could go back to season one when we talked about aligning to the Father in conscience, 
and then conforming to Christ through the Beatitudes. And Christ saying, I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. So you have the the Hebrew covenant and the new covenant in, in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, um, again, I mentioned the familiarity of that, of that passage and, and hearing it anew in this context of providence. I think, um, so often we, or I all own this, you know, we, we can have those words around, you know, and, and like, like Jesus said, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And, you know, you kind of get the, yep, 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 he died for our sins, got it. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the greatest hits, you know, of, 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 of Scripture. But really, when we think of, okay, what that was, was not just a gesture, it was the action, it was the, it, that is love, that is, again, providing at the, at the most ultimate level. And as we ponder that, and wonder that we are the blessing we are the blessed of that we are the benefactors mm-hmm. of that we can also ask what are we willing to do yeah how do we express you know we're, we're baptized into that covenantal relationship at baptism as priest prophet and king as people who are to sanctify as people who are to teach in word and deed and people um, who are to serve one another so priest, prophet, and king, what, how far are we willing to go? Yeah. And how far are we willing to provide for others as we've been provided for? Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, moving on to the story. Okay, so now so we've hit the M and the A and the S, and now we're, the last S is on story. And, and, and for listeners, um, it, it, as we've now had a few of these episodes under our belt, um, uh, I've often, and I think this has happened to you, Don, as well. I've been, I've been asked by listeners, you know, you know, how 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 much do you have to rehearse? You know, like how you know how how you know is, how much prep is going into these episodes, and you know um, how much time? And and I say, well, you know, actually, not a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we just sort of like roll tape, and and then the Holy Spirit kind of takes over. And so, apropos of that, you know, I do get show, you know, we'll call them show notes, if you will. And Don does a great job of kind of outlining, you know, these different aspects of the MASS. Um, and usually I can kind of deduce, you know, without a lot of prep or a lot of background, I can, I can kind of figure out what the, oh yeah, okay, I, got, I, I, I can kind of make the connection there. <clears throat> Except for this, okay? So, so listeners, uh, the show notes that I got for this episode, when it came to the story, all Don gave me, okay, was uh, falling out of a tree, Okay, so I have no idea. I can't. I, you gave me nothing here, so uh, so I'm just gonna hand uh, the the mic is yours, Don. Tell us about how falling out of a tree is now gonna connect to providence here. Great. Well, just and also just to summarize what you shared, it, it is powerful how you and I do rely on the providence of the Holy Spirit yeah. in these conversations because we do come prepared, and I know. Like I rely on your, the providence of, of, of yours, Jeff, because I know you've done your preparation. You know I've done mine. But we don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah, right. And right. we pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us, and the Holy Spirit, I believe, is guiding us. Yeah. Um, falling out of a tree, I, I, this is a story, a personal story of when I was seven years old. We lived in Virginia. My father was an executive officer of a naval base there. 
And I was seven years old and it was summertime and I climbed up a tree to, to get these um, gumballs, we called them. I think they're where the oak tree encases the, oh, the yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. those prickly things. Yeah. And we used to throw them at each other as little <laughs> kids. So I'm seven years old and I'm 35 feet up in a tree. And then I wake up 10 days later at the Portsmouth Naval oh, Hospital. Oh my word. So apparently I fell out of the tree yeah. and I fell onto the concrete. Oh. And, you know, I only hear these stories through my sisters and one of my sisters who was there and witnessed that. But, um, so I was, in, I was unconscious for a week and, uh, you know, I was in the hospital, um, that's a good place to be unconscious in for yeah, exactly. in the hospital. <laughs> so maybe that was presupposed. Good choice, yeah. <laughs> and then and then the recovery time after that, you know, and there was all kinds of concern about the swelling of my brain and should they drill into my skull to let that oh you know, to let it go or they or provide me with some psychedelic drugs to to just let the brain relax. And they did that and and gratefully I have a real empathy for people with brain injuries because, you know, the brain never regenerates. So mm. as far as I know, you know, so gratefully at that age, you know, whatever damage was there was was minimal. And yeah. the brain, as it was growing, overcame that. Wow. So as far as I can see, you know, it's not impacted me. But I was I was faced with the, the my parents were of of uh, mental issues there of, oh. of recovery or even paralysis for a while yeah. but i can't explain that and and again not to be so dramatic about my life but i would invite all of us to think about what are those moments in our lives that god's providence just yeah in our unworthiness yeah no, came to yeah, us no reason you should have survived that i mean there's no that's you know sort of practical practicality you know if you know there's there's no that doesn't end well you know and it certainly doesn't end the way it's ended for you i mean in in the life that you've led right and yet we've all had experiences maybe not as dramatic but maybe more so yeah where we wonder why me lord yeah how did that happen and um and it's just perhaps a reminder i mean at seven years old i was too young to even put it in a in a theological context of how did i why is that happening but i've i've thought about it many times over my life and i'm grateful for that Mm. and i'm grateful that i've had the ability to you know to do what i do and and that's but again it's not exclusive to me i'm sure people have had those experiences it's a great that's like that is a great story and that took my breath away there so uh yeah, well, and and uh, on every episode, you know, we have a challenge of trying to package up all of this great, you know, theology and spirituality and reflection and, and personal stories and and how all of this this kind of and I love how you use this word, Don, you've, uh, tapestry. There's all these little pieces that come together and connect. Um, and we have a challenge on every episode to try to get it all down into one thing, and so. Uh, uh, and we call it the Echo Point uh, for listeners that have been uh, familiar with it. Uh, so, so as we are, 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 as I mentioned in the intro, you know, we're kind of we're kind of landing the plane here uh, on season two. Uh, got a couple more episodes left, but this is the fifth of the six, you know, stages of faith. When we talk about providence, what's that Echo Point for us, Don, that we can kind of come away with today and 
pray over, reflect on, think about uh, as we head towards uh, towards the end of our season two. Right, we are we are landing the plane yeah. to the next the next um, stage. Um, well, I would say two things. One, let's not climb any trees this week. <laughs> let's stay out of the trees. Yes, yes, yes. But let's look at another word like tree that starts with T and R, trust. Let's um, dare to trust. I, I don't think that's a good way to say it. But let's be open to, let's be open and honest to those times in our, in our mission mm-hmm. where we can admit that, that we, we, need, we need provision. Yeah. It's not, that's not easy to do. Um, let's, let's be open to the times where we may realize we're at the end of our rope or end of our courage or end of our own physical ability to seemingly complete the mission. And let's ponder the word trust for a bit. How how can I trust my friends? How can I trust my conscience? How can I trust my, my spouse? my church community, my, my fellow employees in this challenge that I'm having. Yeah. Let's try on trust for a bit. I love that. Try on trust. That's the merch right there, Don. Try on <laughs> trust. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Don. And uh, thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. And stay tuned uh, for our next episode. Uh, getting near the end here, season two. Uh, next episode of the Songwalk Echoes podcast. And in the meantime, keep a song walk in your own heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.